Hello and welcome to the Guru Is You podcast. I'm your host, Laura Wall. This podcast is all about people who found unconventional methods to heal themselves physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Their stories contain a little bit of mystery, maybe some magic, and even miracles. And they're here to inspire you to remember you are more than your body. You are more than your mind. You are the guru, and the guru is you. Hello, this is Laura, and today I'm going to tell you my story about healing my deep emotional pain with dance fitness. So I have written about this story in my book, um, Finding Our Wings. I have a chapter there where I talk about healing my heart. And so I go a little bit into this, and um, but I'm going to kind of pick up and tell you a little bit more of the story today. And so for those of you that have read the book, and for those of you that haven't, I'm just going to skip to the critical part, which was um, today I am celebrating 11 years of intentionally being alive because 11 years ago today, I nearly took my own life. And I say this with a smile on my face today, um, but at that time, there was definitely not a smile on my face. I was in deep, deep emotional despair. I was driving out of town and I didn't know if I wanted to leave my husband, leave my town, leave my business, leave all of them, or really I was contemplating leaving the earth. And I am so grateful that I had another idea drop in that changed my mind about that. And uh, again, I I say this with a smile, but I I really did have to kind of go off and have a breakdown to have a breakthrough. I had to go off and figure out some things by myself because I was in such a terrible emotional state. I, I would say that I probably had not only depression, um, but anxiety. I had, um, I, I was in such a place where I couldn't even talk to people. Um, I couldn't even express myself. I couldn't tell my husband what was going on. I felt misunderstood. And I definitely felt like um, I was alone. Like there was no one else around that could even understand what was happening to me. And so I ran away from my life is the way I put it, because the life that I had was one that I didn't want to live anymore. I was at that point where I, I had to say, there's got to be something else. And I, and I couldn't even fathom those words. I just thought I was trapped. And I was, I was quite literally running away or driving away. And I was trying to drive to the ocean, which is um, beautifully synchronistic because today I am sitting here. The light that is bathing my face is coming from a window overlooking a beautiful balcony overlooking the Atlantic Ocean because I'm in Myrtle Beach uh, recording this podcast. And that's what I was trying to do that day is I was trying to head to the ocean because it was my place of peace. And I thought it might somehow help me. I, that's, that's all I could think of. My, my brain was not working really well. And a lot of that was 
the way I'd been caring for myself or actually the way I hadn't been caring for myself. I had been quite a workaholic. I had been um, a perfectionist, a people pleaser, a performer, um, a perfectionist. I, I was all the peas. And I look back now and I, I feel so sad that I treated myself so poorly. I was always last on the list to be cared for. And, and I don't mean that anyone else had that responsibility. I mean that I had that responsibility. And I think about how much pride that I took in depriving myself of simple things like sleep, <laughs> food, movement, um, bathroom breaks. I learned how to work when I was tired, when I was sick. And again, I took that as like a badge of honor. I thought that meant I was really tough. I thought that meant that I was, you know, a rock star star in my field. Now, mind you, I owned an event business and um, the hours there are very demanding because a lot of times events go on into the night and we had a, an event rental company. And then I also created and organized and ran events. So not only was I there early for the setup, along with my husband and my staff, but I was there late night um, doing all the pickup. And then I had to be there the next morning to run the store and start all over again. So as I was driving out of town, like I said, I was, I was running away from that life, but I wasn't really sure what was on the other side. And I honestly didn't have enough money <laughs> to get a tank of gas to, um, to go all the way to the beach. So instead I went to a place that brings me a lot of comfort, which is my original hometown of Austin. And I spent some time there sorting through my thoughts. And I realized that I, I was going to have to do something different, that I was going to kind of have to quit some of the behaviors and give up parts of myself. And I really was going to just have to trust in something bigger than myself. And I, I couldn't really see the whole picture at the time. I just had a teeny, tiny, tiniest kernel of hope in me that something would change. So when I went back home, which was after about a week, I had with me some cards, some ideas that I'd written down of some things that I thought I wanted to try to do. And, and again, there's that teeny tiny little voice inside of you that knows, that knows what's best for you. And I finally stopped long enough and shut down all the noise. And I went to a place that was quiet and safe and I could hear that voice. And it started to guide me about the next phase of my life. And there was a few ideas that came up during that time and I'd written them down on cards. So when I went home, I decided that I was going to try to put some of those things in place in my life. And they were really simple. Um, one of them was about getting sleep, about getting rest. One of them was about sitting down and having a meal at a table with my husband, something we both enjoy instead of skipping meals and working, you know, 16 hours a day. And so there was just these little building blocks that I was starting to put into place. And as I started to open myself up to the idea that there was something better or a different way that I could do my life, 
new ideas started to come in. And one of them was a friend of mine who kept bugging me about this new dance craze called Zumba, Zumba Fitness. And every time I would see her, which wasn't very often, maybe about once a week, every once a couple of weeks, she would say, oh my gosh, I've been to Zumba Fitness. She would love it. It's dancing. It's amazing music. You'll just love it. You'll just love it. And you know how that is when someone's trying to positively pressure you, but you're not having it. And I think this is something that um, I've learned as a coach is a natural part of the growth process that we all have to learn how to navigate. And that's resistance. We have a natural resistance to making changes, even when we think we are open and ready for them. So every time she would bring that up, I would think, Mm, that may be good for you, but I don't know if that's good for me. Or mm, I feel like you're pressuring me. And I wouldn't say these things. I would just think them. But I guess eventually there was something about her energy and her positivity that wore off on me. And I finally got the idea that, hey, maybe I'll try this thing. So I remember very clearly my first Zumba dance class because I was in the back row. I was wearing really baggy clothes because um, I was really not happy with my body. And again, I hadn't treated it very well. And of course it probably was, um, I was very deconditioned. Um, I didn't feel very coordinated at all, which surprised me because I'd taken dance as a kid. Um, I'd taken 10 years of dance and there I was in a dance class um, and I was feeling really out of my element. I felt super uncomfortable and I didn't know a single soul. Um, it just happened to be a, uh, at a facility that was on the air force base in my town in San Angelo and it was free. And so I just showed up. And like I said, I didn't know a soul stood in the back row in my baggy clothes, feeling really, um, not myself. And then the music came on. And I remember the instructor, her name is Mary. So Mary, if you're listening, this is for you. And Mary made everything okay. Mary made it okay if you were on the wrong foot. She made it okay if you screwed up. She said, the reason that we're here is to move and have fun. Well, I'd never been to a dance class like that. As I was growing up, it was ballet, tap, and jazz. You had to be on the right foot, on the right count. And again, perfection was kind of the overarching theme when you're a dancer. And when you're training to be a dancer. So this was a different kind of dance. This was music that was pumping out of the speakers, almost like you were in a nightclub, like you could feel the vibrations in your body. And it was almost irresistible. Like you could, it was really hard not to feel good or feel the music. And Mary made it fun. So she was very playful. She was smiling, happy, bouncing around laughing if she messed up, which we didn't know if she messed up because we didn't really know what the steps were supposed to be because she was showing them to us on the fly, teaching us as we went along. She was our mirror and we just followed what she was doing. So yeah, if we messed up, nobody cared. Nobody was watching us. We were all watching Mary. And so with each song, things got better and better. It, I started to move and I started to enjoy myself. And I, I was definitely tired. <laughs> I was definitely not in shape. And I was definitely not used to moving that much. So I remember thinking to myself that I was going to duck out like, I, I can't do all of this. So I decided to go into the restroom. 
And then I thought, you know, I'll just sneak out from, from leaving from the restroom. So as soon as I came out of the restroom, there was a song on that was such a great song. And I'm sure, you know, if, if any of you out there have ever been to a nightclub and your favorite song comes on, you can't leave them. Like, it's such a good song. It just like pulls you in. And that's how this song was, is I thought, okay, I'm going to leave. Wait a minute. This is a great song. So I thought, okay, I'm going to do one more and then I'll leave. But I never did because one more led to one more led to one more. And then at the very end, the, the cool down song was such a beautiful song. Um, and I remember it being a, uh, a song about faith, about trusting God. It was very soothing. And it was exactly what I needed to hear. It was exactly the right song at the right moment. And I just remember thinking to myself, I'm finally in the right place at the right time. And I had this feeling bubbly up in my body that I hadn't felt in a long time. And it was so foreign to me that I couldn't even name it. That's how disconnected I was from my inner self, from my body, from my emotional system. I had just shut all that down while I was being a workaholic. So as this feeling bubbled up inside of me, I realized it was joy. I realized I was feeling joy for the first time that I had felt in so long. I couldn't even remember the last time I had felt joy because I had been putting in 80 to 100 hours on my business. And I was definitely not making any self-care time for myself. And that's when I knew I was on the right track. That's when I knew that I was starting to come back from whatever I'd been through. And I wouldn't have even called it healing at that time. I just knew that I was starting to turn the corner and I was starting to do something that was right for me. And, you know, as if you've listened to any of my other episodes, you, you probably heard a similar story with um, many of my other guests, like they, they start applying one thing to their life. And then all of a sudden, a symphony of other non-traditional modalities seem to assist them in their healing process. And that was definitely how it was for me too, because one good decision that helped me feel a little bit better seemed to lead to the next one. So the cards that I wrote led to the dance fitness, the dance fitness led to me being much more mindful about, you know, was I drinking enough water? You know, was I eating a meal before I went to my dance fitness class? Um, just some, some small things that, again, they sound really simple. Like I would say feeding yourself is not necessarily what we think of as self-care these days. We think of self-care as taking time out or maybe meditating or maybe getting a massage. But for me, getting a good night's rest or um, caring enough to stop and eat was, was my self-care at that time. So uh, as, as dance fitness became a bigger part of my life, I, I started to uh, set myself up for success. There was two dance classes per week. And I told myself, here's the deal. You just have to show up for one of them. And you know what? Sometimes I showed up for two of them. And slowly, a little bit of momentum started to build. And I started to do other things that were good for me. I started to sleep a little bit more. 
I started to set some better boundaries ar- around how I worked. And I started to do more of the things on those cards. So the dance fitness, I, I jokingly say that it was my, um, my gateway drug into the health and wellness and the holistic approach that I take to life now. But it really did unlock something in me. And I think part of that was it unlocked those feel good emotions and our feel good emotions are something that really help guide us towards our best self towards things that are for us. And that's definitely something that I use as a a tool for myself now as I go along. So for those of you that want to heal faster, (laughs) and I know there's a lot of healing going on out there these days, um, I kind of looked back over my own personal journey and tried to determine what were the key factors and helping me heal because it really wasn't just a couple of months. It really was a several year process to get me to this point. Like I said, I'm celebrating 11 years um, now of intentional living, of turning my life around and making that decision not to commit suicide, finding a little kernel of hope. And then again, um, Zumba dance fitness and many other things. So as I look back over my journey, I ask myself, you know, what was it in those early days that helped me start that process and start that momentum? And I'd say the first thing was my own intention. So I set an intention that I was going to that class. I didn't know anybody. I didn't think it was going to be awesome. I figured I would be awkward. And I was. I thought it would be kind of messy. And it was. Um, I was definitely not a great dancer when I started. Eventually, I became a dance fitness instructor. Eventually, my coordination did come back. But in those early days, it was setting an intention, just choosing one thing and saying, this is what I can commit to and making it a really small thing. Like I said, even though there were two classes a week, I'd say, I'm going to show up for one of them. I'm just going to show up. I didn't make myself stay for the whole time. Sometimes I did leave early if I if I was really exhausted because Restarting exercise after you have an exercise for several years and you've stressed out your body is a tough process. The next thing I did, and again, I did this, I would say innately, or maybe even I would say now looking back that I was guided by a power beyond me. I was guided by God to the right place. And so the second thing I think that really helps us heal faster is choosing a place that feels safe to us, choosing a group of people that feels safe, a person, a leader that feels safe, um, an environment that feels safe. So like I was telling you my story about dance fitness, when I was in there, I didn't feel like I had to be anything. I didn't have to perform. I didn't have to be perfect. I just had to really show up for me and be in the back row and have a good time. And those were not heavy requirements. Um, It was a very light mantle that I had to carry as compared to the pressure that I put on myself in my business. But choosing a place where you feel comfortable, where you feel like you can be vulnerable. And like I said, the, the leader of that class, Mary was incredible, and she made it really easy to be there. And fun, lots of fun. Um, The third thing I would say that maybe helps people heal faster is, and this one is kind of counterintuitive, it's leaning into discomfort. Um, When you're already in pain, whether that's emotional or physical, um, spiritual, mental, 
the last thing we really want is more pain. I get that. I definitely didn't want more pain in my world either. But there was a level of discomfort that I had to move past to approach this new um, process that I was going to undertake, Zumba Fitness. I was going to have to get a little comfortable with being a dork, (laughs) with being gawky and being on the wrong foot and not knowing what the hell I was doing back there. And so for me, that was something I just had to, you know, accept. I had to accept about myself. And again, I did hide out in the back row. So there's going to be some level of discomfort that's slightly new to you with the healing process. And I've, I've seen it with some other healing modalities I've gone through is you show up in there and you're like, yay, finally relief. All right, let's do this thing, whatever it may be. Um, And then you realize, oh, no, there's going to be some discomfort before the relief comes before the healing comes. But I promise you, um, from my personal experience, every time I've approached something that I'm going to do that's healing related, um, if I can just accept that little, I, I think of it kind of like a speed bump, if I can accept that I have to get over this speed bump, it's going to start the process, I'm going to start rolling and things are going to smooth out here after a while. And there is going to be some relief and some healing that's coming. And then I would say number four, um, again, on how to heal faster, not that we have to heal fast, but number four would be rest. And so looking back over all of my healing experiences, the thing that we want with relief is we want the pain to stop. We want it to be over. We want to be on that other side. And so we do want to try to rush through it. But part of what allows us to move through it more quickly is actually pausing and resting. So and by that, I just mean not thinking about it, or I mean, taking a nap, or taking a break from your work, or getting more sleep, or um, I call it, I'm well known as an extrovert, but really, I have um, tapped into all of the brilliance of introverting, which is removing yourself from a lot of stimulation. Because as you start to heal, and that can be from, like I said, mind, body, heart, or, or, or spirit, there is some integration that has to happen. And just like, um, just like when you work out a muscle and it gets really sore, you've got to allow it some time to break down and then to reform. And the same thing for those other parts of us. We have to take some time out to rest and allow our mind or our spirit to integrate and to adapt to what we have brought up to be healed. So again, those were intention, choosing a safe environment with safe people or a safe leader, leaning into discomfort and knowing there is healing on the other side. And last but not least, number four is resting, allowing ourselves some type of rest during the healing process. So I'm Laura, and that is my story about healing with uh, using Zumba Dance Fitness. Thanks for listening. If you have come this far, I want to thank you so much for the gift of your attention. To hear more amazing healing stories, please subscribe. This podcast has been brought to you by the Hearts of Healing Center, 
It's a nonprofit organization dedicated to bringing more light, love, healing, and hope by freely offering holistic healing services to our local and global community. To learn more about us and to see more details from today's episode, be sure to check out the show notes. And don't forget, you are more than your body. You are more than your mind. You are the guru. And the guru is you.